Hello and welcome to the Essential Empowerment Podcast. My name is Amelia Adrian. Together in this space, we'll listen and learn about the ability of essential oils to heal and transform our lives. This is a place for us to diffuse wisdom, to share our understandings and to grow our appreciation for the power of plant medicine with essential oils. And I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? How are you this week? I'm doing well. We have some big family changes, some big change in our family dynamics coming up this week. So it has been a week of big feelings. Let's put it that way. I'm going to talk more about that probably next week or the week after. For now, I'm still we're still kind of in it and I'm still processing all of the the big feelings but I hope you're doing okay where you are as you listen to this whether you're listening to this in real time or whether you're listening to this far far into the future. Before we dive into today's topic I kind of just had this thought that maybe it would be nice to start a new ritual at the beginning of each podcast and I thought I would use this as an opportunity to draw a card for us all. So I drew a card with the intention that it be of benefit of the highest use for us all here, or perhaps it might just be that it's one person who really this resonates with. I haven't read it, so I don't know uh, the wording or the meaning behind it. I just drew it and then I started to record. So the deck that I chose from today was from The Wild Unknown Archetypes by Kim Kranz, which is quite a well-known deck and one that I have worked with in the past. And the card that I drew for us today was the temple. I'm going to read to you about the message that we can receive from the temple. So the temple, also known as the sanctuary, the shrine, the altar. When we think of the temple, we often envision an architectural structure in a far off land. We are quick to distance ourselves from the sacred, assuming we must expand expend excuse me much effort in order to arrive there yet the temple is a universal and omnipresent energy accessible in the highest and lowest richest and poorest of places visiting the temple might be as simple as stepping into the dappled light of the forest how lovely slowly and sensually kissing a lover or closing your eyes to travel inward This card is a call to re-examine what you pay homage to and what you reject. What do you spend your time worshipping? Your phone, money, material goods. What barriers do you draw between yourself and the sacred? Perhaps there is room on your altar for something new, something surprising. Offer it to the heavens. What a beautiful idea to create a temple in the tiniest of moments and in different ways. I do like to think of this space a little bit as a sanctuary. It's certainly become a sanctuary for me, a place where I can mm, dive into subjects that are meaningful to me and hopefully they touch you and they're meaningful to you as well. So today's topic is boundaries. Boundaries create connection. When we have good boundaries, when we know where we stand, we know where we are and also others in relation to us know where they stand and know where they are. And from that mm, clear standing point, deeper connection can be created. 
I'm going to, I've been highly organized today. I've kind of even surprised myself. I've been so organized about today's podcast. So I'm actually going to land on five different areas around boundaries today. I'll talk first of all just about some touch points for boundaries just as entry points as ways in for us to understand uh, what I'm talking about and how it relates. Then I'll talk about places in our life where we can set a boundary. I'll talk about why it's important to set a boundary or why it's helpful to set a boundary. Talk about the different types of boundaries as they relate. I'll also, this might be the juicy part for you, uh, I'll talk about the signs that show up when you need to set a boundary, a personal boundary for yourself or with others. And then finally, I'll talk about oils, the oils that can support you. Let's start with an entry point, which is boundaries are representative of our personal values and our needs. And they're going to be different for everyone. My personal values and my needs around certain situations are going to be completely different from yours. They're going to be completely different from my family members, from other friends. And it's important that we understand that so that the expectations that we hold of ourselves are not mm, imprinted or put onto others. So some of us have a need for punctuality and others of us don't. So some of us have strict boundaries around punctuality and some of us don't. Now, obviously there are meeting points. You know, if we arrange to meet someone at a specific time, we want to find some kind of agreement around what the boundary is around that. Is it okay if somebody's five or 10 minutes late? Is it okay if they're half an hour late? Is it not okay if they're even a few minutes late? You can see how there's potential here for flexibility around boundaries, but also everyone has a different value and a different need around what they are asking for when they set a boundary. So that's a broad just entry point, first of all, for us to understand. For some people, being late could cause upset. It could cause uh, tension. It could cause anxiety. It could cause them to then be late for something else, for a further appointment. It could be be really disastrous for other people when somebody is late it could actually open up an opportunity for some time freedom an opportunity for them to i don't know um go to a local coffee shop and get a really nice cup of coffee and sit back and relax and read a book so it's just really understanding that these needs and these values are very very changeable within each of us and what we can do what we can understand and what we can look at is what are our values what are our needs we cannot control others we cannot decide for others what they need and what their values are but we can set an example by creating clear boundaries around our values and our needs the second thing that is really useful to know is that boundaries evolve. They change regularly and they do require updating and they do require us to keep track of what's working and what's not working. And part of the reason is because boundaries impact every different area of our life. It's not just that we look at boundaries in regard to our relationships, but we also look at boundaries in regard to our self-care practices, in regard to our resources, in regard to our time, all sorts of other areas where boundaries are set and situations in our life constantly changing. We're also constantly evolving and changing. So these boundaries need reassessing, re-regulating, readdressing, constantly updating and evolving if we are to 
we must like keep up with ourselves, keep track. Third thing as an entry point is to understand that your boundaries teach others how to treat you. You teach people how to treat you by what you allow, what you stop and what you reinforce. End of. When you allow somebody to keep overstepping a boundary that doesn't feel good for you, it's on you, it's your responsibility to say no, to, to, to create like a line in the sand. That other person will just keep on overstepping the boundary if they think it's okay with you. And the way that they think it's okay with you is if you allow it. And the only way they can understand that it's not okay with you is if you tell them, if you actually tell them, create the clear boundary. The fourth entry point is to be very patient with yourself and with others and to be super, super kind with yourself and with others when you're setting this new boundary in whatever area it may be. What's worth knowing is that boundaries can result as a lack of um, of needs being met in early life or at any time in our life. So they can actually sometimes... Um, the need for boundaries can actually sometimes arise because we are over compensating for a wound, for a wound maybe from our childhood or from any time in our life that we are seeking to kind of to plaster over rather than heal. So often boundaries or lack of boundaries can arise out of trauma. So if anything is kind of feeling like this is really deep, seek help seek the help of a trained therapist find somebody who can actually help you organize and evolve a system of boundaries that work for you it doesn't have to be something that you do alone it doesn't have to be something that you kind of fight through or struggle through or work out all on your own yes it can take some discipline and some deep understanding maybe some visiting of areas in your life that you were perhaps wounded or even traumatized, but it doesn't have to be done alone. So if you feel it, please seek out the help of a trained therapist and including, and or I should say, when you are uh, implementing new boundaries, whether it's with yourself, whether it's with other people, whether it's around situations, it's really helpful to do it with a lot of self-care. So lots of downtime, lots of the practices that you know really nourish you and nurture you and support you whatever those practices may be and i'll talk about oils in a moment um, that can also support you with creating your boundaries the final entry point is to understand that discomfort is very normal when you're setting new boundaries it's very normal to feel weird to feel like it's not you <laughs> to feel like it's uh, sometimes even to feel like it's wrong because you've become so used to existing in a certain sphere and a certain way of being that when you create a new structure for yourself and for others, it can feel really unusual. It's almost like um, when you put on a new pair of shoes and the leather's really tight, first of all, and sometimes it might even give you a blister, but as you work it in, as you continue to work in that new pair of shoes, they can end up becoming really, really comfortable. It's like that because you're putting yourself in a completely new framework, in a completely new setting. Okay, so 
where do we set boundaries some places in our lives where we might set boundaries now obviously we can set boundaries anywhere but i've got a little <laughs> this is a really kind of listy podcast today <laughs> i've got a few lists the first place obviously i think is that we set them with other people we set them in our relationships we set them in our intimate relationships in our familial relationships with our friends with our colleagues and with extended family as well wider family maybe we also set them if we have clients if we have students really important to set you know boundaries that really um honor you and your needs and your values so that that other person can be in their own uh power so you can be in your own power and that other person can be in your own power sometimes we also want to be setting a boundary around our self-care a boundary around how we look after ourselves so this is a boundary that we almost set uh, to protect ourselves from ourselves so it's not that we're protecting ourselves from other but we're protecting ourselves from ourselves so a self-care practice creates a baseline of peace we know this, you know this, I know this, everyone is happier, everyone is more peaceful, everyone is actually, uh, often I would say softer, maybe this is just me, but softer, gentler, even kinder, I am those things, softer, kinder, gentler, when my self-care practice is really high, when it's what I would call a high level self-care practice. For me, self-care is no longer a luxury. It's actually become a way of being. It's actually become the, the foundational practice of my life before everything else. And from this self-care practice, everything else grows. I think maybe I'll do one episode just literally listing, or not listing, but talking about what that day, what a, like a day of self-care looks like for me, what my practices look like. So how I weave that in through even a working day. I think that would be a nice episode to do. What happens when when I drop self-care, when I don't have the boundaries in place around self-care, is there is more room for reactivity. There's actually less room for me to respond kindly, calmly with peace. And there's a lot more room for reactivity, a lot more uh, room for kind of flashpoints, eruptions. Hmm, okay. Another place we can set a boundary, and I touched on this already maybe, is time. Setting boundaries around how we use our time, how we use our time in relationship to others, how we give our time, uh, time around work. So I'm self-employed, so I have to be really mindful about time and how much time I devote to work. And this is partly because I love my work so much. I really enjoy it. And hours and hours can go by without me really realizing. And suddenly it's like the whole day has gone and I've kind of been squirreling away at, uh, at work. When actually, if I'd taken a step back, yes, I did want to do that work, but there were also some other activities that I wanted to do. So the only way that I can again, protect myself from myself and with regards to time is to create a clear boundary around that. You know, equally, it can go the other way. There could be like a wasting of time. You know, we all know how to waste time, right? Social media for me is the big one, scrolling on social media. I do have like a, 
at the moment I'm really kind of quite enjoying it because everything is there there's so much inspiration there I'm really I've really curated the people that I follow and I only follow really inspiring accounts so whenever I go on there I'm like wow 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 but I can really get um sucked into that world and um it can distract me from what I actually wanted to get done in that in that time so boundaries around time are really important to have awareness of what do you want to do with your time what specific boundaries do you need to set in place to protect yourself from yourself around time and another important boundary which kind of overlaps with money and some people would say with excuse me overlaps with time is money boundaries around money or resources is another way to start to understand where you can set parameters start to think about where you can set your parameters around how you spend your money what you spend your money on how you use the resources available to you it's a big one this one the way to look at that in regard to boundaries is to be very disciplined about what is available to you i also find gratitude really helps with this to look at what you do have and to drop into open up to invite in qualities of abundance qualities of prosperity qualities of growth so real focus real attention on what you do have and creating boundaries around how you place your attention on your resources place your attention on your money place your attention on all of the gifts that you have in your life as well as an awareness around the things that you desire but not allowing the things that you desire to to override what you do have you can hear probably there's quite a lot of work for me to do around money and resources with boundaries <laughs> okay other places to set your boundaries are physical boundaries like what is your safe space physically what do you need do you need a room of your own do you need a desk of your own do you need a place where you can go and sit quietly does that need to be respected by others if that's not possible for you if you're in a busy home and there isn't that space that's just yours are there certain hours of the day or just for 20 minutes or just for five minutes where that little corner can be yours and that's your physical space for that time physical space obviously also refers to uh, our body and what we allow to cross that boundary touch and all of the complexities and joys around that what is allowed what isn't allowed what's okay what isn't okay around physical boundaries mm. and then another one is intellectual boundaries so this is very much around the world of ideas so what is what is your idea what is my idea is there a shared like melting pot of ideas that we all draw from this one is i know understandably is like a little bit more esoteric but it is something that i'm interested in and how we create boundaries around our own thoughts our own ideas our own intellect and how important is that what does it mean listen i know these are massive questions i don't have the answers i'm just i'm just opening up a conversation here <laughs> 
And then this one came to me, which is a boundary around, I have mentioned social media already, but really this was around how we exist on social media. And I think this is something that we're all learning. What is your boundary around your presence on social media and also around other people kind of using or utilizing your presence on social media? You know, we can take a picture of somebody and post it. Maybe we have their permission, maybe we don't have their permission. We can take pictures of our kids and post those. Maybe before they can even give us their permission if they're really uber young. I think it's a really interesting one to explore as our, we're still in the infancy really of social media. So it's still such a, a murky area. You know, somebody can tag you on a, on a post that could feel really good, that could feel not so good, all sorts of different ways your posts can be shared. And I know that a lot of the time these things are encouraging and we like it if somebody shares our post or we like it if we get tagged. But sometimes also it's worth considering that there are boundaries in place and how, how mindful are we of those and how, how much do we actually understand the identity that we have on social media and the boundaries around that and how that impacts us, how that impacts our families, how that impacts our presence and our being in the world. Again, it's something that I don't have the solution to or don't have the answers to, but it is something that I've been thinking about. When is privacy being overstepped? When is permission given? When is permission not given? All of these things around social media do play into our, our own boundaries. So already you can kind of see why it's in every aspect of our life and why it's really important to set a boundary. I want to read to you a little quote from James Clear who wrote the really well-known book called Atomic Habits. And he's a really interesting guy and I, he's actually one of the people that I follow on social media incidentally. And he's a really interesting guy because he has created extremely disciplined habits so he has strong strong boundaries around his habits and through this practice of discipline he's created uh, like a this kind of amplified expanded life and he, this is what he teaches about so he says always leave room for the unexpected a buffer of time a little extra money a reserve of goodwill you won't be maximizing every opportunity or squeezing out every last dollar, but what you lose in reward, you gain in safety. Survival is the highest return of all. This is why we set a boundary in the first place. It's so that we give ourselves capacity to breathe, to live, to be, to exist. What can happen if we don't have a clear boundary around what's okay and what's not okay is that we can find ourselves either exhausted over anxious, overburdened, just with kind of too much stuff to do. And that can lead to all sorts of unhealthy patterns. I'll talk more about that in a moment where I explore signs that you need to set a boundary. But the first kind of rule of thumb, if you like, is leave yourself some room. So one example of how I do this is I used to create meetings or calls or appointments or set my schedule where everything was back to back 
So something finished at five to 11, the next one started at 11. Something finished at quarter past 12, the next one started at, at quarter past 12. <laughs> I didn't even give myself room to like go to the toilet or to get a drink of water. I was so like bang, 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 bang. Each appointment was kind of stacked up against the other. And what resulted in that was I got super tired and also like a little burnt out, I would say, with my work. So now what I do is I leave tons of time, loads of time in between each appointment. I actually would only probably set up like three. It would be rare for me to have three calls in one day. It would be rare for me to have more than three like big activities in one day. So I create lots of space and lots of wiggle room. I give myself lots of breathing room. And also what's beautiful is that the kind of the juicy bits of life often are what happen in those spaces in between. That's really where there's a lot of creativity and a lot of maneuvering and a lot of um, yeah wiggle room, I would say. We also want to set a boundary because when we have safe and steady boundaries, we are actually able to be in a more loving, connected relationship with others. There was a study done, I don't have it to hand, but I remember reading about it in a book by Brene Brown that showed a, a, a study that showed that those who had the strongest boundaries were those who were able to be the most compassionate. And this was a study that was done across the, the like the demographics. So it was across all different ages, across all different uh, like job titles. This was something that was done through all different kinds of people. It wasn't just, you know, a small kind of study of just like one flavor of people. <laughs> you know, they, they studied like doctors, teachers, monks, the whole, the whole range. And what was shown was that those who have the fiercest boundaries were able to be the most compassionate. And maybe you can just like bring to mind somebody that you know, who actually has really strong, clear boundaries. You really do know what they mean when they say something. And you also really know where you stand with them. And just consider the sense of compassion accessible when you're with them or that is available through them or from them. Just consider it just for a moment. Just tune into it. Maybe there's one person who's kind of coming to mind. And just sense into that and see if it feels true for you. We also want to set a boundary because it gives us obviously protection, protection from others, but also from ourself. So as you've heard, I actually need to protect myself from myself because I will just work and work or I will just say yes and yes and yes if I don't have very clear boundaries. And I've, I've learned that over the years that for all sorts of different reasons, I really need clear boundaries to protect myself from myself. Also, we may need protection from others. We may need protection from somebody who just makes us feel a certain way that doesn't really jive with us anymore or that doesn't feel so good. And in that in that instance, we will also need boundaries, not necessarily to expel that person from our life. It doesn't have to be kind of a, a huge, a huge boundary in that way. It could just be so that the relationship can thrive. It could just be so that the relationship can grow because obviously there's all different uh, gradients of boundaries ranging from can you do this one small thing to, you know, something much stronger. What's worth understanding is when we say yes, when we actually mean no, is highly unhealthy and unhelpful. 
<laughs> to us but also to other people it's very unhelpful and very unhealthy it it begins to it begins to create distrust because there is underneath that yes that really was a no there's a feeling that can be sensed into we're, we're energetic beings we can tell what people are feeling even before they've said it often and there is a feeling that that we will know we will understand that what that person really said was was not true to themselves and it will make us feel off is the best way i can put it it will open up an unhelpful untruthful palette in which the whole relationship is 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 then kind of working from i mean specific unhelpful feelings that can result from that are resentment so if we say yes when really we meant no when our body meant no and our heart meant no when we knew we actually just didn't even have the capacity to say yes to that thing we didn't even really want to we were just doing it for all the different reasons it creates a feeling of of like underlying resentment and underlying resentment is not something that we want to encourage or foster everyone can feel it so a question i have for you is are there any boundaries that you would like to give yourself or others right now so as i'm talking maybe there's a couple of things or a couple of situations or even a person coming to mind and you're thinking actually that would be really helpful if there was a different boundary in place you don't need to act on it you don't need to do anything about it you can just start to muse on it if you like over the next few days and just think well, how would that feel if it was different what would that look like if it if it was different there are four, excuse me, there are three types of boundaries if we're just looking from a psychological evaluation. I'll give you those just briefly now. I'm not a psychologist and this is just from my studies for myself um, on boundaries, but it's interesting. So the first one is a rigid boundary. This is a my way or the highway. This one is like nothing can change it. It's set in stone. It's never going to change. And sometimes a rigid boundary is really healthy. So a case where it might be really healthy is, for example, if uh, in a case of addiction, it might be really important that that rigid boundary is kept absolutely in place if the issue that we are trying to protect is or move away from is an addictive behavior, addictive pattern of behavior. So for example, the boundary might be for an alcoholic, I am, I can't go to the pub, I'm not going to the pub, I'm never going to the pub again. That might be one boundary. For another alcoholic, it might be, uh, I can't hold a glass of champagne and toast you at your wedding, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I will hold a glass of bubbly water. Different boundaries require, different boundaries for different situations. Now, there are cases where a rigid boundary could be unhealthy. So for example, if there was a really rigid boundary between two people or between two leaders or between two countries even, that would create friction or could create friction if neither one was willing to change and friction could lead to mm. all sorts of, you know, all sorts of situations ranging from uh, disharmony all the way along the scale to if we're talking about countries that are unwilling to 
uh, bend their boundaries or change their boundaries could lead all the way to to war so we can see where rigid boundaries in some aspects are very required and very needed and very helpful and in other aspects not so i told you this was a big topic <laughs> second type of psychological ev evaluation around boundaries is soft boundaries or diffuse boundaries and these are usually pretty unhealthy 99 percent of the time these are unhealthy and that is when you have a a boundary that you set in place i would really like it to be this way and then someone comes in and says oh, actually no let's do it this way and you're like okay <laughs> don't worry about me and what i want and my desire and my need and my value we'll just do it your way in this way a soft boundary can be a form of abandonment it can be a form of completely hmm, abandoning yourself Soft boundaries need attention, they need looking at, they need understanding, lots of tenderness. Why are you, for example, shifting your perspective to meet the needs of another person? Is it to keep the peace? Is it because you're people pleasing? Is it because there's a deep wound that keeps reoccurring and, and lifting and, and raising its head? It's really, really big topic, really interesting juicy topic and it may well be that this is the one that really needs um, unpacking and looking at for you maybe this is the one where extra help and support is needed the third kind of boundary is a flexible boundary so this is one that can change if needed and this is actually usually pretty healthy because it represents a degree of compromise now compromise is fine as long as it doesn't result in us abandoning ourselves. So considering where that flexibility is okay and where that flexibility is not okay. Okay. Signs that your boundaries have been crossed or a boundary needs to be put into place. Signs that your boundaries have been crossed or a boundary needs to be put into place. The first clear indication, you probably guessed it already, is resentment. If you're starting to feel resentment around anything that you have to do, anything that is building up, anything that is coming your way, that is probably a sign that it might be helpful to implement a new boundary around that activity. Second sign that you might need a boundary or that your boundary has been crossed, this is kind of the next level on, I would say, from resentment, is explosiveness. So this is where maybe the resentment has been ignored, that like cue, that feeling cue has been ignored and you react with a big kind of explosion like I can't <laughs> whatever it might be the big explosion it's like enough is enough if we can get to the place where we implement a boundary before that explosion I do think it's helpful for everyone's peace of mind but we're all just working this stuff out. We're all just human. So if you come to points of explosiveness, of high reactivity, like I would say, don't abandon yourself after that moment. Like be really tender with yourself. This is where self-care and time and space is so, so kind of needed. And just like mother yourself, tend to yourself. Lots and lots of empathy to yourself. Like, oh, I'm so sorry that that, that happened. You must have been feeling really 
overwhelmed, overburdened. It's only human, but maybe like maybe now this is a sign that needs aren't being met, that personal values aren't being respected and you can use it. You can use it to change. Mm. Another sign that maybe boundaries have been crossed or need to be put in place. And this is if you are a feeler. So if if you find yourself to be a very empathic person, and my guess is if you're listening to this, you probably are pretty empathic, a pretty sensitive, a feeler. It might be that you experience what we call an empathy hijack. Now an empathy hijack is where the pain of others, the suffering of others, prompts you to drop or release a boundary that you may have put into place. I'll say it again. The pain of others prompts or causes you to drop a boundary that you may have put in place. And like a little red flag moment might be if you notice that coming through is, uh, am I am I taking on the role of savior here? Do I believe I'm here to save somebody, to save this person, to save this situation? It's really delicate because of course we want to be sensitive to the needs of others and we all want to ease suffering. That's of course one of our, mm, one of our human desires, if we're sensitive souls, we want to ease the suffering of others, but not at the expense of our own personal values and our own needs. There's always a way through it without mm, abandoning those personal values and needs that we have set in place. Another indication that your boundary has been crossed or it hasn't been put into place and you need a boundary is if you start to experience high levels of anxiety High levels of anxious feelings often can be hmm, fear arising in a different guise. And not always, but sometimes anxiety can be as a result of there not being enough wiggle room. Remember that James Clear quote that I read to you at the beginning, uh, always leave a little room for the unexpected, a buffer of time, a little extra money, a reserve of goodwill. If we haven't left that little kind of wiggle room, we lose our safety. We lose our sense of safety. So that expression of fear expressing itself as anxiety is an indication that new boundaries need to be put into place. And I would suggest as we evolve as a species, as a human being species, human beings, and as, as consciousness evolves, new boundaries do repeatedly need to be put in place. There are new asks of us now to the asks that were of us even two years ago even three years ago even five years ago there is we require a different level of consciousness to help the world grow and evolve and become a place that we want to live in that we want our children to live in and then we want our children's children to live in and that requires a new level of boundary setting so that the anxiety, the fear, the disruption doesn't become the uh, the marker, the norm. I see it so much amongst the younger generation and my generation. There is high levels of anxiety and it's an indicator that boundaries all over the place are being stepped on. And it's it's important to really allow us 
time to evaluate, to know, to sense into what is causing that, why we allow it to be so, and permission to reset. Permission to reset. A final way that you can just tune into if you need to set a boundary or if a boundary has been stepped over, because sometimes it can be subtle, is to tune into how you feel, if it's around a person, or even around a situation actually, but to tune into how you feel after interaction with that person or with that situation. Tune into how do you feel? Do you feel drained? Do you feel like something was kind of almost sucked from you or taken from you? Uh, was there space for you in that conversation, in that interaction, or was a boundary stepped over? Was there no room for you? Was there no space for you? Did it feel draining? These are just little indications that it might be a, opportunity for you to recalibrate and the recalibration can be done in all sorts of different ways and I'm going to talk about the recalibration more in part two this is really just like a this episode is really just like a melting pot of ideas for you to start to kind of marinate in to start to kind of chew on and see oh this is starting to resonate a little bit with me here there okay oils let's look at oils now one way to utilize the oils for your boundaries is to consider how consider how the oils can brighten you up from the inside out consider how the oils can brighten you up from the inside out and what this does so when i say that i mean how do they enliven your life force how can the oils or supplements or anything for that matter good food lots of water time in nature how can it brighten your life force your life force energy so that you start to become some a being who shines and a being who shines <laughs> in many ways creates a boundary of light around him or herself and this boundary of light it is it is a way of instructing others how to treat you this brightness this vitality this uh, uh expression of life force that exists within you whether you're using that or inviting that or amplifying that with the oils with good food with nature with water with supplements however you may be doing it this teaches others how to treat you and i'm reminded of a jaya john quote this is a beautiful quote and it kind of was doing the rounds on instagram a couple of months ago so you may have seen it and it is from Medicine Words for Your Brave Revolution. And it says, your boundary need not be an angry electric fence that shocks those who touch it. It can be a consistent light around you that announces, will be treated sacredly. Your boundary need not be an electric angry, excuse me, an angry electric fence that shocks those who touch it. It can be a consistent light around you that announces, will be treated sacredly. I mean, if I could have anything <laughs> like a banner put over my head, I would love it to be that, like will be treated sacredly. Yes, please, I'm, I'm available for that. Treat me sacredly. <laughs> okay, oils. For those of you in the world of doTERRA, On Guard Blend is a very helpful blend for boundaries. A very, very helpful blend for boundaries. Stay with me now because I'm going to go into a little bit of science and then I'll explore how that, uh, that reflects into the energetics. 
So On Guard Blend is a combination of wild orange peel, which has more than 90% limonene in it, clove bud, clove bud high in eugenol, which is a phenol, a compound that supports the body's ability to be resistant. Also in the On Guard Blend, we have cinnamon leaf and bark. And the cinnamon leaf and the bark has high amounts of aldehyde in there. And aldehyde is shown to support the immune response by inhibiting specific communication streams. Now think of the bark and what that does for a tree. It's protective, right? Gives a protective outer template to the tree. Also in your On Guard blend, you have eucalyptus leaf and rosemary. And this is clarifying, supports also healthy immune activity. So this is the protective blend this is also the immune support blend so physiologically physiologically this blend is helping promote a healthy immune response if we translate that to the energetics it's creating protection creating protection i always think of on guard blend as creating a little orange glow around the body this is how i how i feel it if any of you who are old enough to or from the UK and are old enough to remember the ready break, it's a, like a breakfast cereal commercial and the kid used to eat their ready break cereal in the morning and it was like a cold winter's morning and then they'd go out into the world and they'd have this kind of orange like glow like an aura around them of orange. This is how I see uh, on guard. This is what I see it does for us. Emotionally does the same thing strengthens us from the inside out and when we're strong from the inside out we have the resolve to say no we have the ability to maintain clear healthy boundaries helps us to stand up for ourselves. helps us to stand up for ourselves. let's drill down to one of the specific oils in on guard which is clove oil clove oil is the oil of protection the oil of healthy boundaries this is uh a beautiful oil to work with if boundaries are your thing if that's something that you really want to work with clove oil is antibacterial it's antiparasitic and it's antioxidant gives protection in all those three areas doTERRA the company that I align with we source our clove oil from Madagascar and it's harvested from unopened and dried flower buds of this particular evergreen tree Eugenia caryophyllata Eugenia caryophyllata. So it's from the dried flower buds of this evergreen tree. Now we usually think of clove as that like dried spice. Often we'll put it in curries or in other kinds of foods. We also use it at Christmas where we pierce an orange with cloves and we use it as like a Christmas decoration. Now the main component, the chemical component, so again, stay with me, I'm gonna go sciencey for a moment. The main com chemical component of the essential oil is eugenol. The bud of the clove tree contains significant amounts of this active chemical, this component eugenol. And this contributes to the kind of the very energizing fragrance that you have when you breathe in clove essential oil. Eugenol, that compound, is thought to support relief of pain and more than thought to, the studies show this. So these antibacterial, antiviral ab abilities seem to suggest that it can also help boost the immune system to fight off or even prevent things such as the common cold or even flu. Clove was one of the main essential oils that protected people from getting the bubonic plague in Europe in the 1500s. 
Well, maybe you can intuit already it's protective. It's giving us protection, supporting, brightening us from the inside and giving us protection. And I want to read to you a little bit from the book Aromatica by Peter Holmes. And he says, clove oil, this deeply warming, sweet, woody, spicy fragrance is centering and strengthening, reaching deep into the body's physical core. Clove encourages full embodiment of our being and full connection with our inner resources in supporting the self to fully tap into his or her source of true power and inner strength. Clove is for disempowerment, causing insecurity, constant vulnerability and the need to disassociate. In bolstering deep resources and an embodied sense of self, the fragrance can support those who are too easily influenced by outside forces and prone to feeling insecure, helpless and victim to the whims of circumstances. He continues, it's interesting that clove in traditional cultures was specific for providing protection against evil influences. <laughs> clove essentially connects the unconscious with the conscious and gut feelings with conscious feelings and willpower. In doing so, clove can be a valuable ally in the basic human task of developing self-acceptance and taking full responsibility for oneself, for nothing less than building the inner foundation of true self-esteem. And I would suggest for myself, good boundaries has come as I have grown my self-esteem. Developing good boundaries has grown from being more self-assured, from being more centered, and from being able to step up, to step up into my own being and to be able to, to really understand that I deserve to honor my personal values and my needs and boundaries is the system that can do that. Okay, good. So how would you use your, your clove? So already we have suggested you can use it for mouth health or oral health. You can also diffuse it. A couple of nice combinations would be clove with cassia. That would be really, really lovely and autumnal. Clove and bergamot would give you a little bit more clarity than the cassia. Cassia would be more like empowering, I would suggest. Clove and bergamot would give you more clarity because you have the citrus, the, the clarifying element of the bergamot. Those two together would be great. I don't think I've ever diffused those two together. And then clove and Roman chamomile would be also very nice. And that Roman chamomile would bring a touch of softness. So if there's frustration arising where boundaries have been overstepped and you need to put another one in place and you just can't get past the frustration, then clove and chamomile, Roman chamomile would be a great combination. So I'm going to remind you the question that I posed. Are there any boundaries that you would like to give to yourself or others right now? And just let that start to um, seep into your awareness. Are there any particular areas? Are there any particular um, people in your life or situations in your life, topics, areas in your life that would benefit from more steadiness, more discipline? I'll leave you with a Brene Brown quote who is a master on boundaries. She teaches this throughout much of her work. And she says, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves, even when we risk disappointing others. We can't base our own worthiness on others' approval. And this is coming from someone who spent years trying to please everyone. Only when we believe deep down that we are enough, 
can we say enough? Thank you so much for listening. This has been a long one. It's a big topic. Uh, I love you so much. I'm so grateful if you are still here and listening. And I would like to offer a little enticement <laughs> shall we say that if you leave a review if you leave me a review of this podcast I will gift you my most recent creation which is a series of seven meditations it's a short seven day meditation course called evolve and if you can leave me a review what happens is more people will see this podcast I really think it's time to get this information further out and I would so, so love you to help me with this little project of mine to extend the reach so more people can hear it, so more people can engage in the conversation and we can grow our community here. So if you leave me a little review this week, I will gift you evolve meditation series all you need to do to do is reach out to me amelia at ameliayoga.co.uk amelia at ameliayoga.co.uk and just let me know that you have given me that review or you can dm me on instagram i am at the aroma yogini at the aroma yogini just let me know that you've left a, a little review and i will ping you over access to those gifted evolve meditations they're beautiful i'm super proud of them okay my loves i wish you a beautiful day i wish you a beautiful week be tender with yourself be gentle with yourself if you can soften soften this is a big topic it's a lot i know and it does ask a lot of us but i think we're up to it all right much love see you all soon